0: Hi, everyone. This is Betty Hu, and I'm hosting the brand new podcast, Unfiltered, the JBL podcast, from your friends at JBL and iHeartRadio. Join me each week as I chat with some of my favorite innovators, groundbreakers, and inspiring individuals. Together, we'll learn about every twist and turn and door slammed in their face that led them to being some of the world's finest creatives and disruptors. Listen to Unfiltered, the JBL podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting women who led extraordinary lives of resistance. Whether fighting tyranny, oppression, sexism, racism, or reproductive control, these women created paths for change. Today, we're talking about a woman whose arguments in court paved the way for abortion rights in France. She also represented revolutionaries fighting against oppression and colonialism. Let's talk about Giselle Alimi. Giselle was born on July 27, 1927, in Tunisia. At the time, the country was under French colonial rule. Giselle's family was Jewish and very traditional. After she was born, her father was so ashamed to have a daughter instead of a son that he avoided announcing her birth for weeks. Giselle's parents had a clear preference for her two brothers. As a child, she wasn't allowed to read and she had to serve meals to her family. Understandably, Giselle resented this so she went on a hunger strike for eight days. She demanded that her parents treat her as well as they treated her brothers. And it worked, her father gave in. Later, Giselle described it as her first feminist victory. When Giselle was still a teenager, her parents arranged for her to be married to a man twice her age. Instead, Giselle went to Paris and enrolled at the Sorbonne Pantheon College. There, she studied law and philosophy. She also became involved in activism, advocating for Tunisian independence from the French. Giselle graduated in 1949 at the age of 21. She returned to Tunisia to practice law. After Tunisia gained independence from France in 1956, Giselle began defending revolutionaries from Algeria, another country fighting for independence from French rule. It was while doing that work that Giselle took the case that thrust her into the spotlight, defending Algerian activist Jamila Boupacha. Jamila was accused of trying to bomb a cafe during the Algerian War for Independence. The French military raided her home and took Jamila and her family into custody. There, French soldiers brutally raped and tortured her. Giselle convinced Jamila to take her abusers to court, which was an unprecedented move. Giselle also convinced the writer, Simone de Beauvoir, to publish an article about the abuse that Jamila faced. The public watched the case closely, and in 1961, Jamila was sentenced to death. But a year later, Algeria gained independence from France, and Jamila was freed. In the 1970s, Giselle turned her attention to abortion. At the time, contraception had only just been decriminalized, and abortion was illegal in France. People seeking abortions faced dangerous, clandestine procedures and jail time if they were caught. It was in this atmosphere that Giselle co-founded Choose, an organization dedicated to fighting for the right to abortion in France. That same year, in 1971, Giselle and 342 other women signed a public letter declaring that they had all gotten illegal abortions. The letter was called Manifesto of the 343, the next year, Giselle took on the case of Marie-Claire Chevalier. Marie-Claire was a 16-year-old rape victim who'd been charged and jailed after receiving an illegal abortion. In court, Giselle took a passionate but calm approach. She captivated the courtroom with her quiet demeanor. In the end, Marie-Claire was acquitted. The case was a turning point. It led to the 1975 Veil Law, which legalized abortion in France. And Giselle didn't stop there. In 1978, she took the case of two lesbian Belgian women who were raped in France. Giselle won the case against their accusers, which set an important precedent, treating rape like the serious crime it is. In 1981, Giselle took on a new role, a Member of Parliament. She served in the French Parliament as a Socialist Party candidate for three years. She later became the French Ambassador for UNESCO. Giselle died on July 28, 2020, at the age of 93. Up until the end of her life, she was committed to fighting for the rights of women everywhere. Months before her death, she met with leaders in her organization, CHOOSE. She had one question for them. What will be our next fight? All month, we're highlighting resistors. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.